Oh, hello, the internet, and the, the week continues with the sloppy substitute himself taking over for Mr. Jack O'B. He'll be back a little bit longer, but you're going to have to suffer through a few more uh, sports blooper tapes. Uh, I know we've probably watched all the Dorf on Golf series. I think I have an old Ernest Goes to Somewhere tape we could watch. But anyway, I digress. It's season 151, episode Five of the Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. It's the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and just say off the run, off the top, off the rip, off the beginning, from the tip. Fuck the Coke brothers, as in Coke Industries. Fuck Fox News. Fuck Fondant on Cake. I'm sorry, we're going to keep that one in there. Rush Limbaugh, Ben Shapiro, Tucker Carlson, J.K. Rowling, all of them get the fuck out. Okay, we don't have time for that. It's Friday! It's Friday! Y'all, September 18th, 2020, my name is Mr. Miles Gray, a.k.a. This is Daily Z, tell all you a fool, and this is Daily Z, oh, oh, this is your favorite P.O.D. Uh, and shout out to Michael McDonald, shout out to everybody uh, who loves Michael McDonald, I just had to sing that because it's one of my favorite Michael McDonald songs, and it's one of those falsettos, I'm good at hitting, but you know what? I'm going to keep it short because when I'm joined by by this guest co-host, I might as well just shut the fuck up and not even sing a word out of my fucking mouth. But without further ado, please welcome from on high an immortal to visit us mere mortals in the podcast landscape, the scam goddess herself, Lacey Mosley. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. This is another challenging one. Leave me clear my throat in there, Dan. Okay, I had to get my throat all cleared up for y'all. Okay. I heard there was a man of cons that scared the whites for elections won. Trump, you don't really care about them, do ya? He lied and scammed and drank hooker piss, ruined millions of people and couldn't give a shit. White people wake up and realize Trump will screw ya. <laughs> Trump will screw ya. Trump will screw ya. Trump will screw ya. Trump will screw ya. Oh, oh the fan comes, lighten up. That comes from Jimmy Undercore Spence. Jimmy Spence, thank you, boo. Thank you for that one. Uh, Lacey, Lacey, Lacey. You know, there, uh, someone just really sh- shot me through the heart when they're just saying, like, you know, the, the Lacey AKAs are really, really where it's at. And you know what? I can't <laughs> deny it. I'm, I'm not stupid. Okay. I may be, I may be foolish uh, and egocentric in other ways, but I know when I'm in the presence of a goat. And you know what? Yeah. Ah, to that. Okay. So today Thank we are you. joined by our guest in the third seat. One of the greats. Somebody who has been visiting this show since the beginnings. Someone who has been part of probably some of the the highest rated episodes of all time. He he doesn't know that, but I do. I look at the numbers. Uh, This is the hilarious, the talented, the culture king himself, Mr. Jaquise Neal. Ooh, they call me J-A-C-Q-U-I-S-N-E-A-L. Ooh, who want to fuck with me? I'm back on TDZ. Me and Lacey don't drink Hennessy. Fuck with me. Roll with me. You know it's like that every day. What's up, Psych Gang, Psych Gang, Psych Gang, Psych Gang? Ursher. Man, I remember that video. Ooh. Hell yeah. Is this the first? We got to do Usher. Is this the first time three niggas have been on TDZ together? No, no whites? Yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Oh, yesterday? <laughs> and, okay. And there's okay. another time, too. Um... 
Yeah, a few times. Okay, it's, it's starting right. to become a new thing. You know, sometimes when you know Jack's away, we come out to play. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly, black guys. You oh, should man. every episode where it's all black people. You should just subtitle it the Daily the black Daily Geist. Black Geist. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it'll just be a spinoff show uh, coming to uh, you know some some network soon. <laughs> Whoever can write the biggest check. Right. And shout out to Archer. Um, that was the last Archer video. I say Archer because I'm black. Um, mm-hmm. That I saw mm-hmm. because I wrote a letter to some friend in school when I was in maybe third grade, I think, was when that Archer song came out. And I wrote sex in it. And that was like the only thing I spelled correctly. And then I got in trouble at home. And my mom was Ooh. like, where did you learn about sex? And I was like, watch it live a single at Archer. And then I was mm. not allowed to listen to Archer anymore. See, listen, <laughs> my mama was the same. Listen, my mama let, was letting me sing Bump and Grind when I was five. Like up here, five years old, telling about my wow. mind's telling me no. Yeah. She was like, that's cool. But yeah. <laughs> but uh but then that first Usher song, uh, you make me wanna leave. My mom was like, You don't listen to that shit. I was like, and now as an adult, I'm like, damn, mama, who hurt you? Like, yeah, he's like, yo, really. you can talk about sex, but don't you be no cheating don't, motherfucker. Don't be, <laughs> that was the same with my mom, but it was creep. Creep I mean, by TLC. I used to sing that like so I creep. Yeah, she was like, Stop singing about that. You ain't never gonna be no side woman. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh shit. There you go. I remember there was another one, uh Cypress Hill. There was a, a track when the ship goes down, you better be ready. And I was singing that because I'm older and I'm dating myself with Cypress Hills tape. And I remember my dad fucking threw the tape out the window and he's like, That's about young kids killing each other. About the shit going down. He's like, he's like, this is bullshit. Then meanwhile, he'll put like a Lenny Bruce stand-up tape in, and it's like the most vile shit. And we're like, this is what you need to listen to. Some fucking just unadulterated cursing. Uh, it. So it's always funny to see what like affects our parents. And it, but you know, and Usher, I, I like how again he was blaming this woman for mm-hmm. making him a cheater. You yeah, know, that you in true me cheater wanna. mentality. Oh, you make me want to leave the Oh, see, this I is what you do. I didn't even want to leave the one I was yeah. with. I it should to. really be. And I wouldn't be with it if it wasn't for you anyway. control Maybe be more honest with my boo. This is what you do. <laughs> but maybe not. He uh, even admits it like, yo, what's fucked up is you're the one that hooked us up. So I don't know what you knew what it was. I had a guy put that on his MySpace when he started flirting with me, but he had a girlfriend, and then he put down his MySpace page as his song, like, you make me want it. I was like, oh, he want to oh. leave her <laughs> The sad thing I did was I got dumped, and I, I had Gnarls Barkley going on. But I'm Damn. going on. And I was like. <laughs> I had a girlfriend was- in high school who, um, that song, Let It Burn, and she was just like, you know that song, Let It Burn? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about this other dude. And I was like, damn. Wow. <laughs> like, yo, people were cruel with these songs, man. I'm sorry. I derailed us talking about us. It's well, no, but high school we used to we used these songs in college to communicate our deeper emotions because we did not know how to communicate our own emotions. So thank sure. you to them. Thank uh because I remember what was the other one? I remember in high school, we'll just keep this going. We don't even have to do the show. Uh, I remember in high school <laughs> trying to get back, like my high school girlfriend, we broke up over summer. We tried to get back together. And I was just sort of like, I want to be better, blah, blah, blah. But that song, um, Love You Better by LL Cool J, produced by the Neptunes, came out. This is for my number one. And 
I was like, baby, smile today. Because hey. I've been on that journey always. Hey. I just want you better. And I was telling Ooh. her I would love her better. And, and your friends will see it too. Just when you think there's nothing else I can do. Like leave you in that Carl's Jr. parking lot after an argument over some dumb shit. I'm mm-hmm. going to love you better. Not Carl's Jr. Yeah, yeah well, man. You know. Shit, you got to at least growing. leave her in Wendy's, bro. You can't right, be look. leaving chicks in Carl's Jr. I was, I was 17. King. Growth. It's growth. Growth. It's growth. It's growth, y'all. You know uh, Jaquees, <laughs> we're going to get to know you even better. But first, you're just going to give people quick taste of what we are going to be talking about. Just more attempted fuckery on the right on trying to misinform and confuse people. We'll do a good old-fashioned white supremacy fuckery roundup. It's white supremacist roundup. Uh, starring Ooh. Bill Barr and the Rochester Police. Uh, as well as, uh, you know, just a quick bit of advice for journalists at the White House. If you want to know anything about the president's plans, don't ask Kaylee McEnany, the White House press secretary, because she will not answer your dumb questions about things that are happening where I work. Uh, it was a very, very interesting exchange. Uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit about uh, coronavirus relief, where that's at, as well as checking in on some uh, people who you know kind of fucked up and seeing uh, where some of these white celebrities are in their journey to become better allies. Uh, this time, Stasi from Vanderpump Rules. Uh, as well as, I've look, credit where it's due, Condé Nash Traveler put out one of those like best food state-by-state lists, but it's not bullshit. And we'll talk about why it's not bullshit and why I think it's actually probably must-read material for anybody. Uh, but first, before we do that, Jaquise, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Oh, search history. Oh, Shay. Um, let me see. I've been on this show quite a bit. Yeah. And I want I want people to know something. Like the first couple times I was on this show, I came prepared. I wrote down my myths, <laughs> my search histories. <laughs> right. You know, but as the time goes on, uh, you eventually figure out that, you know, we just uh we don't do that. So give me a second. What's in my search history? How to unclog your arteries. Um <laughs> What, like with a pipe cleaner? No, just with food and health. And I mean, if a pipe cleaner would do it, I'll do it. Yeah. But, oh, uh, well, we were talking about how we're getting in our own heads, huh? Yeah. So you, you put giving yourself a bit of a cardiac health scare? Yeah. You know, if, if uh, uh, outside of just like PS5, the rest of my search history for the past <laughs> week has been health shit, blood work, ca- cholesterol, irregular heartbeat. Why yeah. I got bumps under my arms? Uh, let me tell y'all, man. <laughs> I know, man. I got bumps, and last year I was like, "Oh, damn! I got armpit cancer." I don't even know if that's a thing, but hypochondria. I mean, yeah, those lymph nodes under there, they, they feel bumpy. Damn, Miles, don't tell me that. I convinced myself it wasn't the thing. It's just no. They're just. Luckily, I have a nurse friend. Uh, shout out, Nurse Brittany. When I have this shit going on, she's always like, "Stop tripping. Your body just does shit all the time. Just because yeah. one part hurts one day doesn't mean it's like it's a living thing. So sometimes shit just shit fires off. It's not." And I'm like, yeah, but but it was so specific. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I have my lymph nodes swell on one side. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I call my mom like literally every other week during quarantine. I'm like, mom, I got a rash on my hand. Mom, I had some almonds and I had to get a, a shot. I had to get an EpiPen shot. I'm not allergic to nuts. She was like, I wasn't allergic to nuts until I had you. I was like, why didn't they tell me this? Damn. Like, <laughs> I've called my mom so many times and she'd be like, oh, I got that. And I'm like, what, what bitch was you going to share? With the yeah. <laughs> Shit. Right. You know, you go to the doctor, they uh, ask family history. Tell me my history. Yeah, right. Uh, Man, just really, yeah, I, exactly. Listen, like my mom was a Delta. Uh, let's see. What else do I know? From <laughs> right. All types, all types of anxiety is bad. I, so yeah. listen, I'm not, 
you know, because I know some people in the Zype gang, they be like, they hear something and they get offended because they think I'm talking directly to them. I'm not talking to you. Uh, but what I will say is, a part of me wishes the anxiety that I did have was like social anxiety. <laughs> like to like, because anxiety dealing around your health is a fucking nightmare. And Ooh, I know yeah. anxiety dealing around social shit is a nightmare too. But Everything, God whatever you, damn, yeah. Whatever you feel, I like it's it's always the grass is greener on the other side. I guess so. Well, that's, and I that's think revealing. yeah, it's a a big year for Black people to feel mortal as well in 2020 between <laughs> natural illnesses and racism or whatever the fuck. You yeah. take your pick. So yeah, uh, all very relatable. Uh, Jaquise, what is something that you think is overrated? Who white strength? What's Let me that? Tell you what I mean? By <laughs> what that? is that? Uh, everybody always, you know, you know, like since Trump has been in office, the whole snowflake thing has been a thing or, you mm-hmm. know, we always talk about how people of color, black people, they have to be stronger. Right. Uh, the strength of the white psyche is the weakest shit that I've ever come across in my entire goddamn life. <laughs> I wrote. I, I made a tweet. Uh, it was a fucking joke about Joe Rogan earlier this week. And oh, you about saying off. how you wouldn't forgive the America for forgive making white, him. Yeah. I wouldn't forgive white. I'm. I'll never forgive white people for making Joe Rogan anything more than that dude that used to host Fear Factor was the tweet, <laughs> and it took off. And when I tell you, white people got mad. Them niggas was hitting my Instagram DM. <laughs> Like, not even Twitter. The motherfuckers was coming to my Instagram DM uh, to yeah. just, like, be upset. And I'm like, y'all care this much about this podcaster yeah. that y'all, I mean, like, motherfuckers was commenting on every goddamn social media site, coming at me from everywhere. And I'm like, first of all, it ain't that damn deep. And second of no. all, it ain't that damn deep. Like, shit, y'all right. got had something better to do with your life. So, I mean, I listen. found out bandwagon Clippers fans have had better skin, thicker skin throughout all of this <laughs> than Joe Rogan fans, you know? Shit. Credit to them, too, because they've had they've been through some shit, too. Mm-hmm. Clipper mm-hmm. Twitter. And I love every fucking second of it. Don't get me Clip- fucked up. Yo, the Clippers, I'm are, fucking, they're going through. I'm chopping up fat lines of that shit and snorting them direct to my brain. I'm like, yep. Get that in there, because you know it's always <laughs> Lakers, baby. I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. That's why you shouldn't define your own franchise uh, by comparing it to another one. But you know, try and carve out your own lane, guys. Good time. Uh, but yes, it's true. I think yeah, the fragility around just you know whether it's fans or like the idea of racial superiority for people who are big fans of de facto white supremacy. Yeah, it's, it's it could be a very jarring time for them to see uh, other people be like, hey, maybe we should reexamine this, huh? Yeah. Uh, but hey. Right. And you know, white folks are a fan of the strongly written letter, honey. So mm, I'm sure yes. you were getting tons of them. I recently tweeted, I was like, please stop emailing me about my podcast <laughs> if it is constructive. I don't, I'm right. good. Or like yeah. policing your speech and shit. They're like, like Jackie said the N word on Daily Zeitgeist. I don't know, guys. What you doing? <laughs> Damn sorry, right what? I did, did niggas. Did, did you listen to this? <laughs> Do you know what's going on? I don't know. I just, I just saw a, a thing going online and I decided to jump in. Uh, Jaquise, <laughs> what's something you think is underrated? Uh, you know, uh, air. Air is yeah. underrated than a motherfucker. Uh, cause we don't be noticing it. You know what I'm saying? People be taking breath for for granted, and 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 let the air you breathe be poisonous. You're gonna be like, damn. 
Yeah. This shit. Yeah. I have been talking about this. We have been. We have been. And I got asthma, and I've already been in a in a mental state the past right. few weeks. So, like, I'm not trying to put anything on top of that. So, let me tell you something. No illness. I'm up here coming for everything that I don't have to deal with. No illness <laughs> is a good illness. But not being able to breathe is some of the worst shit. <laughs> some that you some will say it's the basics. It is know? literally the basic of life. Like yeah. if you can't breathe, you can't live. Like yeah. even your heart can be attacked from other things. Like I can eat like a whole block of cheese and have a heart attack. They ain't got nothing to do with breath. But let yeah. my breath stop. I ain't coming back from that. <laughs> it's it's fucked up. The headaches I had over the weekend. My Man. mom, I had to. F- I didn't. She had all her fucking doors open and shit. She's like, "I need fresh air." I'm like, "The air is. Fu- what the fuck were you doing in here?" She's oh, like, no. "I'm trying to get the smoke out." I'm like, "You're let. You letting the smoke in." I've been like, letting the air through I gotta help. So yeah, I had to like check on her doors and stuff and make sure she's actually protecting herself because yeah, it's it really also too because it's so underrated in that sense. You don't think twice when the air truly is bad and you're like, wait. Could all this shit I'm experiencing physiologically right now have to do with the fucking oxygen that I'm inhaling? Yeah. The most basic yeah. part. And yeah, we've been going through it. Uh, yeah, Jaquise and I both have asthma. Mm-hmm. Um, my asthma is triggered by, unfortunately, the air or the trees, like cedar trees mm-hmm. and stuff. What about, and I, uh, what about trees that are on fire? <laughs> yeah, those trees, especially the fire right. ones. The fire right. trees? Mm-hmm. I said on Twitter that um, LA was looking like Hollywood color corrects movies that are set in the Middle East. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, that. Like, which is xenophobia. Yeah. But yes, that's yeah. very yellow. We were It was so yellow. There was a day where I had to go out and walked on the street for maybe five minutes because I was walking to my car. I got to my car and I was coughing. It was so yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Shout mm-hmm. out to gender so, reveal parties. Yeah. Ooh, shout, shout out. Shout out to global warming. Shout out to... Antifa, depending on where you get your news, whoever the fuck you think this shit's is happening. Uh, Yo, real I will talk, say, real huh. talk. We as West Coastians, when that baby is born, should be able to punch that baby in the stomach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a baby fall. I feel bad for that baby because you know they're gonna have to pay restitution. That's what happened to another couple who had a gender reveal where they shot a gun at a pyrotechnic uh, that was in a tree. And then they caused like $8 million worth of damage and they had to pay restitution. Like they have to pay that probably forever. That's true. That baby's life is fucked up. Right. That baby's like, I was born in debt. Like, (laughs) 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 yeah, shit. Oh, man. Um, I will say that the sky is kind of looking more like akin to the color blue. Mm -hmm. I went outside today and it was like, oh, it feels nice out here. A little crisp. A little bit more, but then you pull up, you look at the air quality, and uh, still unhealthy. It was, I mean, and uh, real thoughts and prayers for the people in the Pacific Northwest too, yeah, because no the mm-hmm. air in Portland is like double. I, I don't like, you know, we're, we're dealing with numbers we've never even seen. Yeah, it's like yeah. Chernobyl, where they're like, yeah, I think it's uh, this is the Rontgen reading, and they're like, well, the meter only goes up to this much, so that's why we set it there. It's like, yeah, you may have to go higher. Anyway, all that to say is this leads us to our next question. Jaquise, what's a myth? What's something people think is true that you know to be false or vice versa? Oh, I'll give you, I'll give this one to you. I'll give this one to you. Lacey, you'll like this one. I, I mentioned it in my AKA. Uh, Hennessy is nasty, man. Whoo, hallelujah. Hennessy is nasty. It's fucking wow. gross. I don't get it. It's nasty. I, wow. I get I get it's a staple in the black household. Yeah. But you know, I'm among black friends here. And and, mm-hmm. and I just gotta say, uh, 
we ain't got to eat everything that's a staple in the black house. We ain't got to consume everything. Like, we ain't got to eat chitlins no more. You know, right. <laughs> we don't have to. We, we can stop this shit. Hennessy, we can stop it. We can stop it. There's better drinks. <laughs> well, Sway Lee was saying, I don't know. Only Sway Lee said it. I don't know if y'all know who Sway Lee is. He's from Ray Shrimmer. Yes. Ray Shrimmer. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, black people, Hennessy is racist. Stop drinking it. I don't know what they did. I, so I this is allegedly, but um, I was like, oh, even more reason for us to stop drinking it. Ooh. And black people stop cooking with Hennessy. It's not tasty. I'm tired of seeing Hennessy cheesecakes, Hennessy fried yeah. chicken, Hennessy like they all are putting it in everything, and it's upsetting Shit. me and my homegirls. It does not taste good. It's nasty. <laughs> it, uh, back in the day, or not back in the day, but during Corona, there was uh, some country in Africa where they were giving out like little Hennessy bottles with their like uh, PPE for Corona, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that makes sense because Hennessy will strip your throat raw. Like it, yeah. <laughs> it might yeah. be the cure. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and drink this. It's the cure for Corona. Though I was reading like on it, the, a lot of it dates back. Like Hennessy was just one of the first spirits to aggressively advertise to black consumers. Really? Uh, like before anybody. Yeah, they were just mm. sort of like, you know what? We're gonna take out ads in Ebony and Jet with like black models. And this is how we're going to like introduce this product to the African-American community. So it's, it's interesting. Like I know, but then part of like it, you know, it always has to start with some marketing thing. Usually it's like, it was never organic. It's never people like, you know what? We love cognac. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but we love the yak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sorry, it was Quavo who said this, not Sway Lee. It's Quavo. Oh, who Quavo, said, one of the great cultural anthropologists uh, of our time. <laughs> yes. Thank you to Dr. Quavius Huncho. Uh, for uh, that uh, wonderful in- insight. The one thing that is good, I've had, I have white Hennessy. Um, mm, have you had that white? one? Yeah. Nah. That one, I like that one. I like you can that. only get it in like Jamaica. I, or I do. any, yes, or you go to Mexico and go to the duty free because every black person at a duty free shop in Mexico is buying bottles of white Hennessy. Mm-hmm. It's just for the their friends law. and family. Yeah, because okay. you come back because you can really only get it there. So I get it. But yeah, for me, I guess what is there a drink, though, that you like you cannot give up no matter what? Or do you have a stereotypical beverage you drink that isn't Hennessy that feels a little like know, for on the like nose? for black people? Yes. Not really, man, because all the stereotypical black drinks give you high blood pressure and diabetes and, and shit. So like I be getting like I don't drink Kool-Aid no more. What else is there? What else is there? What else is I meant to party, like alcohol-wise. Oh, alcohol-wise. Like, oh. Because, uh, I mean, you had your birthday at a tiki bar, so I know you kind of have class. You know what I mean? I, you know, I like, <laughs> I like the pina coladas. I like the tiki yeah. drinks. Oh, no, man. I, I like a good... I like a good... Ciroc. Um, I like okay. a good... Oh, some Ciroc like Obamas? Ciroc. I'll do some Ciroc Obamas. Any flavor yeah. of Ciroc Obama, I'll do. You know, I'll the juice Ciroc of Diddy Obamas. is delicious. Yeah, I can do that. Puffy. But not really. <laughs> I like. Oh, I'm a whiskey man. guy now. You know, I've 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 formed into a, an old Italian man. I like me some scotch and some whiskey. <laughs> yes, uh, the, the great liquors of Italy, <laughs> scotch and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and uh, I mean, whew, sweating a little bit because we we took a few shots of Hennessy uh, mm. during that time. Mm. Uh, and hey, when yeah. are you going to sponsor us, Moe or whatever? The, like, it's, it's always like one of two companies that owns every liquor brand in the world, isn't it? Right. So, 
Yeah, like it's Diageo and Moe or whatever. And they're like, they're like, eh, if, you, if you want any alcohol, you have to get it through us. Uh, let's talk a little bit or a lot of it about uh, just, you know, we were talking yesterday about Republicans trying to create this uh, mirage, if you will, this perception that there's all these Democrats of good conscience that are leaving the party and voting yeah. for Donald Trump instead of Joe Biden. Um, and they, it was just completely all fabricated. It's all Republicans. The one person who said anything on tape was a Donald. He's been a Donald Trump stand since the eighties. Uh, so it wasn't, it wasn't that good of a, or that wasn't that much of a success in terms of their optics campaign. So the other thing now, Turning Point USA run by Charlie Kirk, one of Kanye West's biggest fans, uh, you know, the, the cool young hip conservatives over at Turning Point USA, they are they keep taking big swings to try and help the president out. And this time they got caught making basically their own version of a Russian troll farm, except it was running out of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, and it was all being run like with the accounts of American teenagers they were paying to tweet. <laughs> uh, just, you know, just in general misinformation campaign shit like uh, this is from this New York Times article or Washington Post in, or article investigation, whatever. They just asked around. So it wasn't much of, much of an investigation, but they're saying, quote, one tweet claimed coronavirus numbers were intentionally inflated, adding, quote, it's hard to know what to believe. Another warned, don't trust Dr. Fauci. A Facebook comment argued that mail-in ballots, quote, will lead to fraud for this election, end quote, while an Instagram comment amplified the erroneous claim that 28 million ballots went missing in the past four elections. So they were out here doing just what they do, trying to unsettle people, but like with takes that are just not like they don't make sense or in any they definitely don't help this idea that there is this groundswell of support from young people. Right. And the Republican Party has been trying to make their party sexier for so long because they know they're the party of like old white men stuck in their ways. And normally they're, they're pretty ugly these days. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you yeah. know, they're not, much, no, not many yeah. lookers. Mitch McConnell um, ugly. Oh, like, come on, man. Mitch McConnell ugly. Like, you would have hit it. Matt Gates. Matt Gates can get it. Have you seen how he contours? He contours. Uh, I don't even know who Matt Does Gates really? is. Matt I Gates would... is this rep he's this congressman from Florida and he's a total piece of shit. But he was talking about how this is this article came out this week because the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, he contours his shit too. And like I think it was Vogue or something got really interested. Like, these men are contouring. What the fuck is going on? And they asked around Ron DeSantis, I believe his wife used to be like a TV anchor. So she showed him how to do makeup a little bit. And then Matt Gates picked that up from Ron DeSantis and they're just doing like I mean, look, it's it's not going to get you on any kind of TikTok, you know. Uh, I need the tutorial. I need it to no, be on TikTok, the Matt Gates no, makeup tutorial. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really just being like, how to make your jawline sharp as fuck using spray paint and a sheet of paper. <laughs> yeah, his jawline well, yeah. do look sharp. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, Lacey. No, you're great. No, so I, so I could see them going on TikTok and like by bribing a bunch of Gen Zers with some boba tea money to tweet out misinformation. You know, it, it sounds accurate they talked to some of the parents and they were saying like you know that's what they want to do and clearly conservative parents and they're like it's not much but it's money so they're not yeah. even apparently like they know they're paying teenagers boba money you know what i mean like it's not even like oh what are you gonna pull up with that minimum wage energy no <laughs> yeah no it, it it baffles me you know and it really for me like the, the young republican and trying to make it young and hip and sexy 
and still based around misinformation and and bad facts. Yeah. It baffles me because in my mind, I'd like to tell myself, all right, old people are just going to be old people. Like, you know, the internet is, even if they get the internet, it moves too fast for their brains to yeah. compute, right? And they end up so, on some conspiracy shit. Right. So, like, so young people, like, can sift through that bullshit because this is our creation, right? And when shit like this happens, whereas they peddle in all these things and the misinformation and the, and the bad facts, I'm just like, oh, damn. It's not that people is moving too fast. It's just people are choosing what to believe and what not to believe. Yo, yeah. And well, it's so upsetting. It's it truly is at that point because the being a Trump supporter and like, you know, you know, till the wheels come off Republican or racist nowadays is it is a it's a death cult to the mm. point where they are rejecting science and they've replaced it with faith in their lord, Donald Trump, because he's saying he's he's putting out an air out there being like, no, it's all good. There's nothing to worry about that. They are also going forth with that same like energy like they had just come out of like a great sermon being like, you know what? We, we can put the mask down because. Our racism will protect us. Our whiteness will protect us. And it really, you're seeing that now. Just like, we'll play, I'll play a clip later on in the episode just to give a bit of a snapshot of how conservatives really are seeing things because it, it, it it's really indicative of what we're talking about. Right. And conservative, the word itself, a Republican, didn't used to fully be synonymous with racist. I mean, if we're talking yeah. about both parties, like Democrats yeah. are racist as hell too. Like, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? You gotta look twice. Thank you, Candace. Tell them. But <laughs> I turned to Candace and my edges dry up. My hair is oh, actually shit. very dry. They start um, breaking. <laughs> like you lifted your eyebrows. breaking did. as soon as I said that. Uh, oh, thanks, shit, Candace. like old spaghetti. But the point is, is like, you know, it used to just be like conservatives were greedy. It's like they didn't want to pay taxes. They didn't right. want to help anybody. That was what conservatism was about. And yeah. now it's literally just about racism. I don't even think you can say you're a Republican in this climate yeah. in America and us not look at you like, oh, so you do racism to people? Because yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, too. Like, here's the thing. You know, I, I, I consider myself a progressive without the moral superiority. But like... I don't have a problem. I mean, I have a problem, but it, I I don't I don't have to hate you if you think fiscally things should be different. I'm okay. Right. Like I get that. Like I don't want to pay taxes. I don't want to pay taxes yeah, either. Awesome. Like I get it. I get that we have different ideas of how things can can work. I I get that, but we're not rooted in that anymore. Like we are so yeah. far past that version of politics, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, and I know politics has always been bad and, and blah, 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 blah. But it's not that we hate Republicans. If you talk about the actual definition of what the Republican Party used to stand for when it comes to fiscal and smaller government uh, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I do hate them. But like now it's just like, oh, like I see people with flags on their houses and I'd be like, hmm. I bet you they got KKK sheets in that motherfucking house. Like now, even the American flag to me is associated with it's oh, scary. you're racist. Yeah. <laughs> if I see an American flag, I'm genuinely afraid. I'm like, I don't know what these people are gonna try to do to me. Like, yeah, I'm like, are you America, this charged up about what's going on right now? This yeah, is why exactly. you the flag. 
And I was born on the 4th of July. I used to wear an American flag swimsuit every year and like always had a bunch of red, white, and blue. I yeah. gave that shit away because I was like, it feels like the American flag right now in this climate is a symbol for whiteness and what white people think America has always been, which is their country that they stole. Um, and, and it feels like a threat when I see the flag. I'm like, what y'all gonna, like, you know, all that respect the flag? Well, yeah, because, the flag. well, yeah, patriotism has slowly morphed over time to mean something completely different. And you know, much in the same way where Republicans now, it's like we've just kind of gone we've just gone fully backwards before. We're like, well, how how can you balance a budget or like what should you spend on this, this and this? Now we're like, is a trans person a person? Yeah. Are black people human? Like, mm-hmm. like this <laughs> is where we've gone back. I'm like, well, see, this is now. Of course, I can't vibe with y'all because these shouldn't even be fucking questions. Like we're we're debating this shit. Oh, no, no, no. See, we're not even. We're not even on the same planet at this point because you're in a world where these are still things that are up for debate, like respecting people's humanity. And this is that's old shit. Like we need we got real shit. Like if you can't get on the same page that we're all, you know, breathing God's cursed air on the same planet, <laughs> like then we have real. There's no way we're going to move forward if we're spending time arguing who's human and who deserves dignity. Nah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to a little more fuckery, uh, some good old fashioned bullshit. From, you know, like we say, America, yeah, you, uh, what's, come on now, what the fuck? Uh, Bill Barr, the attorney general, who is honestly showing Donald Trump what it, what it means to look like a fascist authoritarian. Like, William Barr is the guy, you know, you know, Donald Trump is the president, but Bill Barr talks that shit. Like, he's the one who's out here that we're already seeing that he was recommending sedition charges for protesters, uh, like all kinds of really, really dark shit. And so recently he was speaking at an event uh, in Michigan and he was like talking about like how these governors of and like these of both parties in all these states, like why are they shuttering these businesses? It's just, it's so bad. It's like they're, it's almost like it's worse than something else in American history. Let me just play this clip for you uh, so you can hear what Bill Barr's thoughts are on um, slavery. Being a national lockdown, stay-at-home orders is like house arrest. It's the, it's the, it's you know other than slavery, which was a different kind of restraint. This is the greatest intrusion on civil liberties in American history. <laughs> what a rebrand! Slavery, a different kind of restraint. restraint. (laughs) Slavery, a three hundred year unpaid internship. Uh, (laughs) Oh, ropes, a different kind of necktie. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like like, these motherfuckers are insane, man. Wow, it really is. It's something. It's this is really. But you know what? This is. Whether it's to troll or what their worldview is, I mean, that it, it, it's kind of all the same thing because, you know, you have to be flippant and disregard true human suffering to sort of keep keep this energy up. You know, yeah. when you're like because now all your empathy is just going towards people who are like cooped up at home. Yeah. Also, the people like you can't be where you are as the attorney general and not understand what house arrest is. This no. isn't house arrest. I can leave my fucking house whenever I want. I don't have to like toe the line between three yards away from my front door. You know, like the yeah. like and, and you so just even factually, it's incorrect. <laughs> like yeah. and and the fact that you could be so brazen to say that and people hear that 
and the two links in their brain don't connect uh, in common sense is so baffling to my my mind. I don't get it. I think there's also that thing that happens with extreme privilege and people who are really rooted in their whiteness in a toxic way, which is like the oppression Olympics. Like they're constantly wanting to feel as though they are suffering just as much as the people that they are oppressing and hurting. Yeah. Uh, just like that um, video that we saw recently of the protests of the mass, where they were like, you know, George Floyd couldn't breathe and Let, neither can we. You know what? <laughs> I was going to bring that up later in the show, but I think we need to bring that up now. Um, because that really was a moment this week where we saw just how in many ways people can twist and turn their brains to try and, I guess, justify, um, their just awful fucked up worldview when it comes to coronavirus. Yeah. And I think that to some degree, some of these white folks who probably experience a lot of guilt, because when you dehumanize people, it's easier to hurt them. But the fact that, you know, they're having to come to terms with the fact that this all this fucked up stuff that they're constantly doing is being done to people, you know, it's harder to reconcile with. And so you have to try to make yourself a victim in some way. But I just want to say and make it very clear to those types of people. I don't like suffering. Mm-hmm. I don't want to suffer. It is not fun. It's not cute. I don't want to be out here protesting and marching. Do you know I marched 12 miles one day for Black Lives Matter? And I said, how did they march on Washington? I would have had to be like, look, I'm getting on the bus and okay, this is too much. My too feet much. hurt. Have yeah. they you freedom yet? They catch you <laughs> cheating. You like pull up in the bus in front of everybody. Like, wait, what happened? Blaise? You Weren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, um. No, no, no. I was marching. I was marching. Uh, yeah, I was I'm marching. here. That's what matters. I just that was, my my boy was driving the bus though. He he wanted he gave me a ride real quick. I was yeah, just around the block. Yeah. I was, he I was didn't, crying. I needed yeah. to support him. He he needed to talk about his grandma. <laughs> so I jumped on. Right. If yeah. I marched to Washington, I would have been the whole time. I would be like, Are we at freedom yet? Are yeah. we at freedom yet? Did yeah. we get That's there? <laughs> my so, feet be hurting, man. And you know they didn't have good shoes in either. You know we got mm-mm. new technology in our shoes now. <laughs> They didn't have Ultra Boost soles. They didn't have then, Ultra Boost you know back I mean? then. Them niggas was walking that far in fucking loafers Church and shit. Shoes. And shirts. Yeah, flat-soled, leather-soled shoes with, like, wooden With heels. Wood. Yeah. That's, wow. why, that's why all our grandparents got bad feet and ugly yeah. ass feet. And that's why all <laughs> old black hell? people How get up the same way like this. Ah. Ah, it's always a noise. Ooh. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then doing that quick couple steps up. Like, yeah, motherfucker, because I was marching in flat leather sole shoes like in these fucking Air Maxes, motherfucker. Tell me about fucking the struggle. Anyway, so back to this idea of fragility. Um, in St. George, Utah, there was just this fucking okay, so there was a protest in August that had just kind of come to the surface now, but I, just to hear these people, and you're going to get a little bit of everything. This was a news story covering an anti-mask protest in Utah of whether it's how children are being like inoculated and inundated with misinformation, the false equivalencies to George Floyd's death. It's all there in service of this idea of like, we are cooped up and it's like slave times, I think. So <laughs> this is a this is a clip that everyone like the bit that everyone saying was like, is this from SNL? Because it almost it's tragically frustrating. Have gathered here in front of the Washington County Administration building, calling for the end of a mask mandate, saying they are tired of not living their normal lives. A passionate call for action Friday morning in St. George. Several police officers on standby as many locals called concerns about coronavirus spikes 
overblown. The flu kills more than coronavirus. Others calling the virus a hoax or stating that asymptomatic carriers simply do not exist and they cannot be forced to wear masks anywhere as citizens of the United States. If we want to wear a mask, that's fine. We can take care of ourselves. Some rally attendees say they shouldn't ever wear masks if they have any medical issues or mental health concerns or if they feel they simply can't breathe. When George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe, and then he died, and now we're wearing a mask, and we say, I can't breathe, but we're being forced to wear it anyway. But many say that they... I'm just going to stop. <laughs> if we're going to it anyways. And like, I he, can't breathe. So, oh like, my, When George please. Floyd were... He couldn't breathe, and like we're being forced to wear a mask, and he, like he died, but we're not dying. But do you see the correlation here? <laughs> also, yeah. also, I don't want to hear from an individual who is so young they probably spell flu F L E W. Like I don't need yeah. to hear this nigga talk about the flu or coronavirus. You are seven. Yeah, like exactly. Shut the fuck up. That's just want to smack the the broadcast. What the fuck are you doing asking a child their opinion on a fucking pandemic? But again, it might underline to other people to say, there are people out here, look, they're telling their kids this dumb shit. But it's like any household you grow up and you repeat the shit that you hear at home. Uh, But it's just like, that's not useful news. That's, but that's not like that. a direct repeat, though. It wasn't like he was like, mask make me sad or some dumb kid yeah. shit. He was like, statistically, the flu kill. And, it's like, and we oh, can't trust Dr. You don't know. <laughs> we can't. What? And Trump is going to make America great again. Like, I who mean, told this baby to do look this? at the polling. Black unemployment was at its lowest under this president. And so there's not a racial problem in America. <laughs> uh, I just also want to highlight this one older woman because she she also had a real she went take. Off. Go ahead. Parents are demanding they have the right to decide what to do with their children. I'll tell you another reason I hate masks. Most child molesters love them. <laughs> uh-huh. That sounded like a like a fucked up commercial where like for face Jesus. masks where it's yeah. like nine out of ten child predators love them. Wear a mask. <laughs> and like, that's, and that's that QAnon shit. That's that QAnon shit. This? Where did you get this intel from? Do you have a lot of pedophile friends? It's like, yeah. what? Because it's, that's a straight also, out of what Q. Is, what is the, the, I don't get the correlation between, is it because like you can't see the face, you can't see the child mouthing for help? Is that what it is? Is that what they're saying? Like, I don't know. They like it? Because other there's, than that, I don't understand like what that means <laughs> i don't understand what that means it's I, I the other thing is like are you talking to a lot of child predators yeah like where are you getting this anecdotal evidence from okay so that was another piece okay we and then we also have this other the bullshit that's going on in rochester i have to keep i just have to touch on this really quick because daniel prude who is another unarmed black man in his distress who came into contact with police in march uh, and was, you know, his that interaction led him to be on life support and then eventually taken off of it. Um, the, there's been a lot of attention recently on the department because, honestly, this had happened in March. And with all of the things that have been happening in this country, especially with, you know, uh, the uprising specifically set off with George Floyd's killing, uh, there was a apparently a huge, huge move. And you shouldn't be surprised by this from the Rochester police or sheriff's department, whatever they're technically called, to delay the information of what exactly had happened to come out and the new york times has gotten a lot of a hold a lot of these internal communications because the mayor's office had actually tried to figure out what was going on 
And they got emails like this. And and this isn't like, you know, when people are so cynical about how law enforcement works and is like working to maintain white supremacy, it's because people do it so effortlessly just in this kind of email exchange. Quote, we certainly do not want people to misinterpret the officer's actions and conflate this incident with any recent killings of unarmed black men by law enforcement nationally. This is a deputy uh, writing to his boss uh, saying, That would simply be a false narrative and could create animosity and potentially violent blowback in this community as a result. Uh, So basically saying we cannot have the body camera footage released to Daniel Prude's lawyers or, or the family's lawyer at all. And the police chief replied to this email, quote, I totally agree. They're like, we can't let people know we killed him because he was black, because then they're going to be mad that we killed him because he was black. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. They're going to find yeah. out about the whole what the whole rub is. Uh, then on another. Do it. Yeah. The uh. thing is, they they arrived because it was for a wellness check, which is another reason why, at the very least, most police departments just need to say, hey, you know what? Cops don't respond to wellness checks anymore. I mean, even if you're like in some city where people are like, don't talk about defunding the police. Most police will tell you they don't even want to do them because right. they would rather be brutalizing black people exclusively. And there's, and there's that dark joke that was like, oh, yeah, we did a wellness check on a black person. Yeah, they were fine. Oh, don't worry. They're not anymore. Like, yeah. like they were better off if you did not come. And his so his brother called because he's like, my, my brother's not well. I'm concerned about him. He was he wasn't clothed when they arrived. And so another thing they found was this is from this New York Times article. They said in a, in a police report on the confrontation, marking a box for victim type, an officer on the scene listed Mr. Prude, who the police believed had broken a store window that night simply as an individual. But another officer circled the word in red and scribbled a note. It said, make him a suspect. So that's the, that's mean, the state of things. Yeah. I, you know. I think we're past being surprised. surprised. Yeah, totally. Um, unfortunately, because this is, you know, it, it is what it is at this point, where as far as we just know these things are happening. Yeah. Uh, the part that just still is upsetting for me is the denial of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can admit it. And shit still probably won't change. But at the very least, people can admit that this shit happens. Right. <laughs> you know, like, and, and you know, this year we've seen more people admit it. You know, our white friends, our white liberal friends are like, oh, mm-hmm. damn, y'all wasn't lying. This shit really does happen. Yeah. This like, whole time y'all been getting killed? Like, yeah. yes, sis, the whole time. Y'all. But how, do you, how are I you so I didn't believe upbeat? it until a rubber bullet hit my face. And I'm like, oh, good, thank you. But it just the the denial of it beyond that is still yeah. the part that grinds my gears. I mean, least. and I, I think it's also important for listeners of this show who are white to hear us talk about this because all we can do is talk about that, and we just let out a fucking sigh. You know what yeah. I mean? That that's our only recourse is to just feel that and say and accept it. Unfortunately, or be like. Obviously, this fuels a lot of the energy we put into trying to move forward. But as it stands and the historical data sets that we can rely on on how these things work out, all we can do is say, I'm pretty sure that with the data set I'm looking at, I'm living in a country and society in which this is okay, in which the worst that happens is some of these officers just on leave 
And we're not getting any true sense of justice for people who are, you know, murdering unarmed people and then obscuring their deeds through misinformation or just really cynical, slow reporting to try and drag things out. And it's tough, man. And that's why it it it's not like we're just angry being like, this is what it's like. Being, it, this It's over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it, it every time it just takes a, it, it, it. It's funny. Every time I think there's not much that can be taken out. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm empty. Somehow you read something and it takes a little bit more out somehow, even when you thought you didn't have anything left. All right. And that's what it is. And for far too long, you know, we've all been spoon fed that the effect is the cause. You know, when you hear that black folks are 13 percent of the population, but we're 37 percent of the prison population, you think, oh, it's because black people are criminals. It's like, no, we're over policed and prison is slavery. They work for menial labor. Who do you think is putting out these damn fires in California? But when they get out of jail, can't be. Firefighters, firefighters, no. Like so, you, it, for far too long, we've been told like, oh well, the you know, black people are just more likely to be criminals, and it's like, no, we are criminalized, and therefore that is why these people are considered criminals. Yeah. Also, I think a lot of black people, which is especially was most disheartening for me, was the point where I realized that I can't appeal to white people's humanity. Um, that I really had to start being like, look. Overfunding the police hurts everyone's tax dollars. When we pay $12 million to Breonna Taylor in restitution, uh, that money comes out of your pocket. Think about how much money you could save. We could end homelessness. We could redirect these funds. And then, you know, we could all be living better. It's like, I can't even be like, black people are human beings. I'm like, think about all the money you'll save, guys, if you just stop killing us. It's actually yeah. cheaper, I swear. Like, I, like it's, And to get to that point was really saddening to me to be like, I can't even be like, hey, guys, we're human beings like please stop i have to be like look at all these coins you'll save if you stop killing yeah. the negro like it's gross it's sad right. yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh and you know all that to say you know please if you find yourself in a place to help and not hinder to expand the possibilities for somebody to defend somebody to set somebody straight to dead some bullshit terrible ignorant take and educate somebody please do that because uh, all the all the information we have around us is that shit really isn't getting much better. And on top of it, you're already seeing polls that support for the Black Lives Matter movement is starting to wane mm-hmm. since June. What has always happened? What this happened? Always I know exactly, but and but I'm still finding myself. Conf- I mean, look, whatever. This is that. That's what it is to yeah. be. Uh, it conscious. always happens, but also, uh. Here's something that people don't want to always admit. But Republicans are better at this than we are. Right. Hell They're yeah. better at media than we are. They're better at spreading whatever information they want spread than, than the other side is. Um, they are good at it. They yeah. are so good at it because they learned a long time ago. Control the narrative. Control the vote. Fear mongering. Uh, yes, you know, and and man, they try so hard to control the narrative, and we up here, we we laugh at them because they don't get shit, and they make fun of you know wet ass pussy and all this. Ha ha ha! Yeah. They're so old and decrepit and you know lame, but you know what they are good at? Making sure you know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. Yeah. And I love Michelle Obama, but that whole when they go low, we go high. That ain't getting us nowhere, y'all. 
Okay, we we gonna have to fight. Like we can't mm-hmm. be going high no yeah. more. Because going high, just what we sit on a moral high ground while the world burns. We watch Nancy Pelosi write strongly written letters to the manager, aka the president. Like mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's time. It's time we go. It's not gonna be this easy fight that we all expect. It's not gonna be this thing where we can rely on human decency. If we've learned nothing, it's that that does not exist for a lot of people. At least for mo- almost half of the country, yeah. our president doesn't have any human decency. I don't. Mean, I don't even know if he's a functioning human being anymore. Anymore. he's so deeply narcissistic so it's like we gotta fight fire with fire it's not gonna be easy yeah and i mean i think just again i always think of this james baldwin quote uh you know that he always says to be a negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage almost almost all of the time mm-hmm. and it's shit like this that you don't get examples that uh are very reaffirming uh so with that let's take a quick break and we'll be right back And we're back. And, you know, while we're on it, you know, because I just I just I want to I want to remind people uh, if you get canceled for being a racist, um, there's a there's a way to uh, actually show your growth. Uh, Maybe going on the Tamron Hall show isn't the best way to do it. But (laughs) you know what? Either way, a shout out to Stassi from Vanderpump Rules for thoroughly showing her whole ass. she she was fired from Vanderpump Rules because she called the police on the show's only black cast member mm-hmm. saying that she was somebody who could have been robbing people in Los Angeles. OK, <laughs> and they thought it was a prank. They're like, this is so funny. And Stassi, I think, and later on said, I was seriously trying to, like, solve the crime. And she uh, talked about it publicly. Yes. Like she yes. went to her like this, you like, it's wild to me that she committed the old timey. We were talking about this before we started rolling. She literally pulled an Emmett Teal on this black woman and mm-hmm. was like, yeah, they did a crime. Go get them slave catchers. And, <laughs> and then was like, LOL guys. Like it's that's like getting on Twitter and be like, LOL, like cut her breaks guys. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what that's a prank. A joke. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just like those, like the, remember that whole prank style video that was like really big in 2013, 14, when people were like, these aren't pranks. These people are just doing like ignorant shit on camera to like antagonize people and like, right. f- like fuck with them. Yeah. Um, yo, let me go punch this nigga in the throat. Prank. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> stomping on somebody's sneakers in the hood prank. It's like, you mean talking about you being the ICU real quick on you prank like what the fuck are you talking about we left so, her baby in a forest yeah prank? <laughs> huh? uh so this is so you know after this has gone on she she had to take a break because bravo was like sorry we can only have so many racists on air at once so you're gonna you're gonna be out for a little bit um she has been saying all kinds of things she on the show she said uh quote i need a time to process my feelings i need a time to process what happened I feel like one of the most frustrating parts when this all went down was the people was that people expected me to just understand everything immediately and things like that take time. I mean, that's true. Getting getting over a lot of racism. I can't imagine it happens overnight. So and <laughs> I, I can kind of agree with that. Um, but then she starts. Then she goes on. I'm someone who messed up quite a few times. I'm the reason why I am in this situation. I think a lot of people wanted me to focus on cancel culture and whether I was a victim or not. But it's not how I feel at all. Oh, good. Oh, good. Good, 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 Stasi. Thank you good so much. You. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> and then she goes on Tamron Hall. And I'm just going to play this clip that somebody else captured while watching the TV. 
Um, and in this clip, Tamron Hall, uh, she asks Stasi very directly, you know, like, what did you learn? You know, like, because this is your moment. You've you've clearly done a terrible job at allyship, at being not racist. You failed at being anti-racist, in fact. And so she asks, you know, like, tell us why Black Lives Matter, Stasi. Just oh, oh I no, know, I know. I'm, I I'm, I hate to do it to you, but <laughs> we need to hear this. Are dying because they've been oppressed for 400 years. It, it, all lives matter. Can't all lives can't matter until Black lives matter, and that's something that I've I've realized in doing classes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, did now, I tell y'all that I started doing classes? <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, I respect the, uh, for, I, I respect people who are going on sincere journeys. And actually trying to have a reckoning with their own beliefs and their past behaviors. Stasi is out here stringing together buzzwords from say, the last yeah. two months. She yeah. literally, I'm you telling you, she, better than this. she was like, the thing I realized about Black Lives Matter is I can't breathe until all um, arrest the name. arrest the the police that murdered Breonna Taylor and facts all cops are bastards say her name uh every kiss begins with k uh it's <laughs> <laughs> like have it your way there's a travis yeah. scott meal at mcdonald's in conclusion <laughs> yeah it's uh, oof. uh so also, please like don't, don't do all we gotta too, stop so. with these these fucking cliches at this point why do Black Lives Matter? Because they've been oppressed for 400 years. What? Because they're dying. Because all lives can't matter until Black Lives... Yo, all right. The first week, those were nice little catchphrases. Yeah. Like, come over some different. Commercial. Yeah, yeah exactly. come over some different at this point. If I if you mention the, the phrase 400 years to me, I'm going to punch you in between your two eyes. I'm like, so what? <laughs> okay, so let's, let's take it back. What do you mean? What happened in 1620? You're talking about yeah. literally 400 years ago? We're talking, yeah, what are yeah. we talking about? 1619? 1619. Oh, you know about that? Oh, yeah. I, I, I had to read that in my class. The thing I also, I mean, the 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 answer is real simple. Well, if, if someone asks you why, you don't have to start, you don't have to put on your fucking suit and give a sermon. You say Black yeah. Lives Matter because black people are human beings and we're living in a country where clearly there's a, a, a large group of people who are, will easily denigrate black life and treat it like it's disposable. And, and you so want to know what else, that. too? You want to know what else, too? You know what I would respect more? You know what would weigh more to me? Fuck the 400-year shit. Yeah, slavery was bad. It was terrible. Talk to me about 50 years ago. Talk to me about 30 years what ago. What happened? Talk to... <laughs> talk. You, oh, you ain't here? You know, the civil rights, uh, you know, niggas getting sprayed in the street after we got emancipated? Right. Uh, you know, the Tulsa, the Tulsa shit. You know, like, talk to me about shit that happened while people I know were alive. Uh, because yeah. that is what's going on still I can, right now. I can, yeah, we can we can all dial seven digits right now and hear from somebody who was like, "Let me tell you what the fuck happened to me." Uh, right, fifty years ago, my grandfather ago. went to a racially segregated like he they were segregated like that's yeah. my papa like that's not far away. You know, my dad was called the n word to his face many times. My mom too. They fought. You know, all growing up through school. 
Um, I mean, I've been called a nigger to my face. You know, it happens. And what's weird to me, too, is like it really feels like she just discovered this information, which I think is the most disheartening thing. She was like, look, I didn't think black people were people. And then I heard after uh, (laughs) my agency dropped me that they actually are human beings, y'all. So let me tell y'all about that. Like It it feels too fresh, Stassi. And also, I think that we have to stop thinking about Black Lives Matter in this microcosm where it's all just like, well, look, I'm not shooting black people, so I'm not the racist. It's like Mm -hmm. there's little things that racist white people do to black people every single day that stress us out, make us tired, make our blood pressure high, make us die faster. And I'm talking about the little shit that's just like, you know, people coming up to me and assuming that I was born poor. You know how many sets I've been on? And people were like, yeah, you know how when you grew up in the hood. I was like, I, I, no no shade to anybody who did grow up in the hood. But you just assume because my skin was dark that I was poor? Like, you don't right. know me. Or being shocked that I, oh, you're so articulate. Please don't tell black folks that they're articulate. We don't, don't do that. Like, it's little things every single day. And there's things that we can all do to retrain our brains from even just ruining black lives' mental health every single day. People don't understand how hard it is for black folks to walk into rooms where no one looks like them, which is the daily for most of us. We are mm-hmm. just surviving and have mm-hmm. white people needle at you all day telling you you're less than them, telling you you're less than human. And we all have to work on that. So it's not just like, oh, don't shoot the black people. It's also don't microaggress the black people. Don't put your hands in their hair. Don't talk about their skin. Like treat them like you treat the white people. We are not an oddity at the goddamn museum. Put lotion in your bathrooms. Yeah. Stop leaving us out here ashy too. Damn it. They're like, hey, Lacey, I tried out that Palmer stuff. It's pretty good. I gotta say. I'm going to, is it racist if I put S curl in my hair? I'm going to try it. I'm going to try out the S curl. I think it could be good. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a long fucking road that we don't see much improvement on. And despite there are things you can, that people like to point to very superficially, but we're still a long ways away. And I think if anything, yes, don't narrowly boil down this idea of black lives matter to whether, whether or not it's about police violence like really this is trying to open up an entire conversation and just to shift the paradigm into how we look at black liberation and what everyone's role is in that not just for the people themselves but for other people who are at the levers of power who are unfortunately gatekeepers to certain things it's Mm -hmm. it's a group fucking effort and i think to be like oh yeah i support the black people in their effort to get their own it's like no no no. if you support it then you you got to be up in it with us too and you got to do the work too it's not just about you're like, I'm good with them doing that. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them trying to get theirs. No, no, no. That means if you're if you're about it, you gotta help everybody get theirs. You know what I mean? Right. And you have to create space. And we've talked about that in tangible ways. I see yeah. a lot of businesses, a lot of people are doing exactly what Stasi did, you know, giving us the uh the hot the slaps, you know, from the Black Lives Matter campaign, you know, just all the hits, the greatest yeah. hits. But it's like you also have to like employ black people. Pay them for their ideas. Stop stealing from us because that's people. We always talk about appropriation, but it's like we don't give a shit that you wear braids. We give a shit that you rebranded it as boxer braids and took money out of black folks' mouths and hands. Right, yeah. That's what or, we care about. Or we give a shit if you and listen. I'm sorry if anybody loves this person. She's funny to me. She makes me hee hee and ha ha. But you know, we don't want you out here aquafina us either. You know where you you benefit off of a long ass career of appropriating black culture. But then you yeah. get your farewell and yeah. you drop it all. Like the she only said person farewell that can... to farewell to black people too. She <laughs> yeah. said farewell, Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> I've arrived now. <laughs> Got what I needed. Let, let me talk about my Asian culture. Like, 
right. Yeah. All right. It's tough, man, because it's <laughs> there's so much. Uh, yeah, I'm, I straddle every fucking world of that one. And so, uh, you know, and I kind of low-key hate Aquafina because she took my whole swag. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's true that there's a anti-blackness at every level, you know, like Asian, Hispanic, black even. You know, yeah. that's how good this shit is that we have even internalized it. Uh, CC, uh, uh, Terry Crews. So here's the thing. You know, we'll keep doing our thing. But we need everybody's help, too. You know, it just doesn't work like that because, unfortunately, we don't sit on the boards of all these companies. Like, when you look at what the the halls of power look like in this country, it doesn't look like the people that need the help. Um, yeah. Okay, so finally, I just want to talk touch on this because both of you are not from California. Mm-hmm. You are from the states of Texas and Illinois, respectively. Mm-hmm. And there is a new list out from Condé Nast Traveler talking about the best foods to try in every state. Normally, we talk about this kind of shit all the time on the show because some person is either trolling with a fucked up mad me like, this is, the, this is like the most popular fast food thing according to blah, blah, blah. It's actually some dude I used to work with at Playboy who does half of those. But <laughs> this shit um, is, a, this is actually really good because their whole thing is like, this is what people that live in these states are telling you you should try. Not the shit that's, you know, the the stereotypical shit. So for Jaquiz, it's not all deep dish and uh, Italian beef, although Which those are lasagna. delicious. Yeah, okay. You, Lacey, and, you better stop. And Lacey, and I'll, and I'll get to you, Miss Mosley, in one second. Um, <laughs> because, and in California, I'll say, hey, yeah, man, go ahead. Try your in and out But also, you will have our tacos. Because mm-hmm. our tacos are delicious. Dry. Our pupusas Ooh. are delicious. Now, this is the thing, Lacey. You got... You don't. You don't have to come for our tacos. I'm not. I'm not out here trying to to slander Texas Mexican food or what you guys mm-hmm. eat out there. Everybody out here trying to. Place. I'm not out here trying to slander whatever sauce and, and you cheese know y'all put on crackers. And in that's Texas. okay because I hope God takes all that hate from your heart, Lacey. I really do. I really do. Um, but for you, to, uh, what would you say, Lacey? For people that say Texas food, what do they got to eat? Tex Mex. What's them or Whataburger? <laughs> wow, don't come for us. Okay, barbecue. I'm not. I'm just asking. The barbecue is unparalleled, honey. Okay, uh, you, you, the briskets, the ribs, all different styles, all different barbecue. styles. Uh, shout out to Texas. I like Texas. I like Texas yes. barbecue. I've had I'll good like barbecue, barbecue other places. I like Carolina barbecue because I like the vinegar based sauce. They can all jam together. We don't have to. We don't have to say all of these barbecue. things. Why are we Listen, pitting all the foods against each other, Lacey? California gotta come together. street tacos are seco, and if you don't know what seco means, that's dry in Spanish. Okay, you um, are full. They're arid. They're what are arid, you putting on? Okay? You just don't. You don't put any lime on there. No cilantro. No onion. You don't put any. What, what do you mean? No. No salsa. Since when is lime juice supposed to be adding moisture to a taco? It's you not know add- what I'm ta- Okay, you know what? You I, know I, them tacos are dry. Now, look, I did see some tacos where you dip it in the little whatever, whatever. I'm going to try those. Maybe those oh, are be cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. try those, and those will probably be cuter. But these ones on the street that y'all rave about, terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Well, well, she coming for your I can't, food. I mean, well, it's, you know it's just food. sad. Well, no, to me, like, I'm not going to, I can't get angry. I can't get upset by that because I just look at this and I look at a really angry, ignorant person. You know what I mean? Well, and I feel you going to call a black woman angry? Well. Well, when it comes to these tacos, well. I'm, it's objective. It's That was an objective observation. I, I don't know how you have this much energy for our tacos. I don't have this much energy to drag anyone. This, all it is, it's like you a Clipper fan, but the taco version. 
because you're over there in Texas and you're trying to define your Mexican food to ours. It's its own thing, baby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it can be that. It doesn't have to compare. And I'm not saying one's better than the other, but don't drag us into it to make I also feel just want to acknowledge how petty Miles is. Like, this is very petty LaBelle behavior. Because <laughs> I know you saw that we had this conversation with Jack on Twitter when you weren't here and that you're going to make a point to add it right. to the day. Right. I was you go ahead and call him petty LaBelle, Miss Gladys Fight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so I just want to get into this list because it's really interesting because everybody is like calling out the foods from their state that they feel okay. people are really sleeping on. So we'll start with you, Jaquise. In Illinois, uh, they put Nigerian cuisine as being like, yo, don't fuck up. If you're in Illinois, you must check out the Nigerian food. Yes, there's many other uh, like immigrant communities yeah. here, but Nigerian food we're not talking about enough. Yeah, I mean, here's feel? the thing about here's the thing about Chicago food is obviously the shit that is in the national zeitgeist, the deep dish pizzas and the Italian beefs and stuff. All that is good and it's great and it's even you know just even regular tavern style pizza. But Chicago also has huge neighborhoods like uh, like Italian neighborhoods. Like, Chicago has the largest Polish community outside of Warsaw in the world. Uh, You know, we have little Ethiopia. We have all these different places, just like L.A. does, just like New Mm -hmm. York does. And, like, the shit is authentic as shit there. So, like, the Nigerian food, while I may lose a little bit of black points, I'm not a fan of Nigerian food like that. What? I'm sorry. What don't you like about it? You don't like jollof rice? You don't like fufu? You don't like it's all right. It's good. It's good. Okay. You know what I'm saying. I'm, I, but you know, I'm also. I'm suck my teeth I, like I, a West African. I'm a South. I'm my I, my family all came from the South, so you know. Gotcha. I, I like me some some shit that's gonna give me some high cholesterol. There and, you go. And eventually, but, <laughs> but yeah, the Nigerian food is good. It's a lot of good food in Chicago that people are sleeping on because they don't venture outside of downtown Chicago when they come to visit Chicago. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So. I think about it, yeah. I th- this list is really a testament to how much immigration has been this country's greatest gift, you know, yeah, like especially right. from a culinary standpoint. So in Texas, Lacey, in the Lone Star State, mm. do, you know what, do you know what they're shouting out? I don't. What are they shouting out? Lao cuisine from oh, the Laotian yeah. refugees. Who came over? That's the. They're saying, do not sleep on Lao cuisine. If you are in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. do not miss out uh, of on any of the Lao food. So I'm like, okay. So Sap yeah. Sap in downtown Irving is getting a, a shout out. Uh, it just makes you. It's like I don't know. So wh- have you? What's the Lao food like in Texas? It's popping. It's popping. I, I would definitely say that. I um I can't remember the last time I had some. It was probably when obviously when I was in Dallas, but they're popping spots and they be lit too. It'd be people all up and through. Yeah, it's every like it's funny because every sort of community that's mentioned in this is sort of talking about whether it's like something from like the first wave of European immigrants or the Korean War or the Spanish Civil War or even Vietnam or like how all of these things are bringing all these like really, really interesting food cultures uh, to the U.S. Uh, in, in California, they're giving a shout out to Oaxacan food. So shout out to Oaxacan food because yeah, What's I think that? most people think that's a region in Mexico. They use a lot more uh like it's I, I believe the landscape is much more like lush tropical. So while you'll see tamales from like in corn husks from certain parts of Mes- mm-hmm. uh, Mexico, like Oaxaca they'll use more banana leaves and things like that. Um and the flavors are just ooh, okay. they Oh, they, maybe they I need to try that cuz these street tacos ain't it. 
I'm, <laughs> you coming for these oh, yeah. street tacos? What? No, I will say. I will say. Like, oh, have you been to Gela? Have you been to Gelaguetza? That's Oaxacan food, like the mole. Like that's Ooh, a huge. No. That's the, that's that. I that's the mole. real Oaxacan shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So that's Gela gets right there is like you know the OG spot for from. I will city, say with sure tacos in LA, like there are some really good taco spots in in Southern California. I'm not, I'm gonna take it out of LA and just say Southern California. Yeah, yeah, sure. But the thing about the tacos in but, Southern California is, is this man. You just got to find your own because like everybody got their own taste and everybody be standing by their shit. Like Lacey, that taco truck by UCB that I, motherfuckers be standing by. That shit is disgusting. And I don't get it. It's, it's nasty. So nasty. It's so nasty. But I've <laughs> had good El Paso. on my mouth. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to find your own. You got to find your own. When this, when this. And don't uh, share it with nobody. When this <laughs> is all over, we, we need to do like the petty taco battle you know what i mean we'll get some company to pay to fly us to to texas and i'm not even saying i'm here to put one over the other Lacey. i merely just want you to turn the hate down no one's saying one's better than the other but you have this you have this energy for it i just can't understand you were such a when y'all turn the flavor up i'll turn the hate down and listen people were saying that oh well you're saying tex-mex and that's like gentrified mexican i was like i'm not just talking about tex-mex like the the texas mexican restaurants that white people own i'm talking about mexican food in texas i I, that's how i learned how to speak spanish i grew up with a lot of mexican people i know i used to have Homemade fresh flour tortillas, mira, wait. You know what I mean? Like, I know what I'm eating on. I know what I'm talking about, okay? okay. I, I had the watermelon popsicles with the watermelon seeds all up in it. Oh, you mean mira. a paleta? Okay. Okay, the paleta man will pull up. I'm pulling your card now. So this is what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for, we need... Oh, the, oh, oh, my God. We should... There are a few places. Shout out Pepe's Red Tacos uh, for mm. their birria tacos and consomme because they fucking hooked me up. Uh, not even for free. They were just like hit me up to like, yo, come by. Like Pepe's, like the the that used to be the fast food joint. Pepe's. No, 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 no. They got like oh. they got their oh, okay. own their their home thing. They can even or we should call it Pepe's. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, but Chicago they have, people know Pepe's. Like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Pepe's. Different. I mean Pepe's. Yeah, uh, okay. But this oh, the birria with the consomme, that flavor in that stock, and you dip. Look, if you're saying that shit is too seco, my seco for you, then you need to dip this shit in the consomme. Okay, I can't lie. I haven't had that. I haven't had okay, where you because you're dealing it. with that WAT, some wet ass tacos. Uh, after that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, with that, Jaquise, thank you so much for stopping by the show today. Hey, Always appreciate course. you having uh, having you by. Where can people find you, follow you, support you, and what's Ooh, the tweet that you like? Of course, you can find me in these streets as always, uh, but not really because I'm staying my ass in the crib mostly. Uh, at Jackie's Nil, that's the easiest way to find me. Culture Kings, you know what it is. Go check it out. Also got something else coming down the pipeline on HeadGum, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, if you are a fan of reality TV, uh, for whatever reason, I'm about to host a reality TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, check that out. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what's the tweet that you like? Ooh, all right. Here's a tweet that I like. Uh, it's not funny, but I love it nonetheless mm. it's from saturday night live welcome to the cast andrew dismukies i'm probably mispronouncing that punky johnson and lauren holt uh shout out to lauren holt who just yes. made snl lauren holt is a la comedian me and Lacey Noor, ucb yes i shouted her out yesterday uh just i'm so, me lauren was on my first ucb team me and her were on our first team together so i've known lauren since she uh 
stepped into UCB and hit them stages. And I'm so excited for her. Ego got promoted to main cast. Lauren mm-hmm. got added to the show. Uh, so stand up, all these funny ass women who are making SNL. So that's the tweet that I'm loving. Nice, nice, nice. Yes. You love to see it. Uh, Lacey, 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 thank you so much for coming by today. Maybe you'll come by Monday too. Who knows? Who knows? Where can people find you, follow you, uh, support you, uh, download, like, subscribe, support, all that? What's a tweet that you like? Yes, guys, as always, you can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms. If you like scams, if you like robbery and comedy, listen to my podcast, Scam Goddess Pod. Uh, and we're Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms. And a tweet that I have been enjoying is, this is from Just Chef Mac. He says, Walmart gonna be mad as fuck when I scan that PS5 as a bell pepper. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I was about to pre-order my thing too, but I'm like, let me see. Everybody was. Let me wait Everybody to see was. who gonna take money for this PS4 first. Let me. Like, I'm not oh, trying to pay shit. full price. Well, for this the shit. pre-order is full. I saw people tweet. They were like, they were like, how you run out of pre-order? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Pre-orders is full. I'm probably gonna get that shit right around you know first of the year. I'll be good. Yeah, I'm hoping it'll be that thing where everybody who pre-ordered like takes the L because like the, like they had some like bugs they had to work out, and then I'm like, "Ha, oh, look at you, dumbass!" Yeah. And then get I them. buy it. I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> fuck out of here." Get them three rings of death that the yeah. 360 used oh, to have. Oh God! Also, I remember, can I say this? I, I've been meaning to say this. I'm on a quest now. Mm-hmm. By the end of 2020, mm-hmm. I want to get to 10,000 followers. I'm yeah, at like seven. Fuck? I'm yes. at like 7.3 right now. Yes, 7.3, yes, yes. 3,000. So listen, Zeit Gang, Zeit Push guys, to 10. you know, like, just follow your boy. Uh, let's yeah. push me to 10,000. I don't know why it'll make me feel better. I just feel yeah. like well, I want that round number. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you I got good ten- content, too. Just you don't like commas. You don't want to see commas in I that follower commas. You know what? You want to see decimal points. Mm. If, y'all, if y'all get the boy to 10,000 by the end of 2020, I mean, smash that follow. I might re- I might release a nude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna release. I a was nude. joking. I'd be like, "Why should probably release some nudes?" I release a nude. I might go ahead and show y'all the meat. It's uh, the only, you got you got an OnlyFans account, but the only thing you got to do is verify you. You they follow you on social yeah. media. Yeah, you ain't got to like, pay. For a follow, you can see this dick. <laughs> oh Lord, because I don't. Okay, make sure it's like not free, because I don't want to stumble into you. All right, no, no, nude. I'm not. I'm not going Captain no. America. I'm going. I'm going to no. make sure that people want to see it. Yeah, and it's uh, lit properly. Access, and everything. You know, but yeah. and if you don't want to see it, you won't see it. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh man, some tweets <laughs> that I like. First one's from the Onion, uh, and it's a picture of like old ass Tom Brady. It says, "Tom Brady not sure how to ask coach for tape of other teams' practice." Uh, which is like, <laughs> I like that. Um, another one. Now this is interesting um, because I'm looking at a tweet, uh, Lacey, that has a very similar construction and i'm thinking you know that somebody are are, people might be twitter swagjacking but this tweet Mm -hmm. is from at big tory with three eyes and their tweet was scanning the ps5 as a bell pepper at self-checkout which is interesting you know what i mean i'm always curious i want to do some digging now like i want to see some time stamps listen i will say that the self-check is a form it's a construction but yeah, that joke true. has been around for is the bell minute. bell pepper specifically not the bell pepper but no. like I've seen somebody say as batteries yeah, or right, right, right. something like that yeah so you know but it's always funny though 
It's yeah, always of course. But but for the for the joke uh, joke detectives, I'm always like, okay. Looks I'm like, not a one. fan of people stealing jokes either. I won't. I'll tell y'all off the air that one of the biggest joke stealers on Twitter, who I've had steal my own jokes. I hate that because it's just like, hey, you can no, get say it right money. now. We'll bleep it. Say it right now. We'll bleep it. Just, <laughs> You'll bleep just... it. Okay. Oh. Wow. Huge Twitter thief. Huge wow. Twitter thief. Wow. Wow. Huge. Wow. Wow. Drop the bomb. The tea has been fucking kicked the fuck over in here. Wow. Yes. For, for see for the people, if you want to know what she said, follow Jaquise, get him to ten thousand, uh, and then we'll maybe <laughs> well, you can see his penis, me. and we'll and uncensor we'll that that last part. Yeah. Um, okay. Then another one I have from Rachel Senat at Rachel underscore Senat. She says, "Should I go on a jog in L.A. or smoke one hundred cigarettes? Because it does still feel a little bit like that." And then another one. I just love all the PS Five energy like on Twitter because whether it's like. Whether it's black women talking about like what they're trying to do to either not get it for their significant other or what they're planning to do to how to get it for them, it's there's all kinds of conversations from every corner of Twitter. Everyone has their own take on PS5. That's how you know how big it is. But this is from underscore it's Miss Bree, which is great. She says, I've been asking my man for money every few days. I'm saving it for for his PS5. He's about to pay for his own shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that. I salute. Uh, Love a scam. Love yeah, a that scam. is a such a good scam too. That was like kind of the ones you'd pull as a kid when you needed to get like cash from your parents, and you kept being like, "I need lunch money. I need lunch money. I need lunch money." Mm-hmm. And you're like, your stomach's hurting because you're saving every fucking dollar. And you're like, "Hell, let me get the let me get the bottom of your chip bag real quick." <sighs> <sighs> anyway, that sounds you, very specific, Miles. It is very specific, mm-hmm. and I did what I had to do to get fitted new era pinwheel hats because I needed to look like every rapper in 2001. Okay, pull this. You know what? I'm not mad at you either. I'm, look, I did what I had to do. I, had to, I bought fake Mitchell and Ness throwback jer- jerseys. I'm not proud of it, you oh, know. Lord. But then I realized, why Why was I so insecure? What was wrong with wearing the knockoff? It's not about the flex. Is it about spending the money? And then that's when I became an adult at 19. Wow, that was your transition. That no, it period. was not. I, 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 <laughs> I stunted even harder uh, and wasted even more money than I think like, as a 19-year-old will do. Anyway, you can find me at Miles of Grey on Twitter and Instagram. Also, my other podcast. 420 Day Fiance, where we just get high talking about 90 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexander. It's a whole fucking vibe. People know. Uh, and also, uh, you can follow us at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We got a Facebook fan page. We got a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Thank you so much. Uh, and also, don't forget, Daily Zeitgeist, it's a production of iHeartRadio. So for more podcasts, check out the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts uh, for free. And with that, it's time to ride out on a track. And this track. Uh, I mean, if you like that cover yesterday of uh, Hard Shape Box, I mean, it, I, I loved it. I can't, I can't stop listening to that one. But this is another one that is just a really cool. We're going into the weekend. We're relaxing. This is a remix of the artist Durando, uh, who's like an R&B singer from the Bay Area, I believe, from the 60s and 70s. Uh, and his track is called Didn't I, and it gets sampled a lot. But this is a remix by Dave Allison. So it's the Didn't I Dave Allison rework. Uh, and it's just got nice, easy vibes. Kick your feet up, you know. Fart, you know, relax, love yourself, do whatever you got to do, relax to go into this weekend, okay? Until then, peace and blessings, love to you all, bye.